I need to learn how to reset my headset. Damn it! Sorry. Okay. Hey, Chico, at least you uh, can probably do print screens on your computer. My print screen ability is totally gone for some reason. Oh, oh that sucks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. By the way, folks, this is a first that we're doing for you here on the podcast. It's pod a historic feed. moment. It's an historic moment. We are giving you the pre-show before the show. And normally it's just between us doing whatever. But since this is a special occasion, this last week has been so hilarious. It's the ultimate real-life hilarity ensues. <laughs> because we've had so much hilarity with the saga with Twitter that we had to talk about it here. And not on the regular podcast, because who, by the time... Who would even believe us? Who would even believe us? Well, not even that. Not even that. At the rate that Twitter's going, it might not even be here next week. No! Like, I'm thinking to myself, this site's not going to last till Thanksgiving. At this current... I'll be lucky if it lasts till the weekend. (laughs) But this has been the greatest thing ever. This has been so hilarious. Because Elon Musk was like, oh, it's going to be 20 bucks for Twitter Blue. And Stephen King's like, oh, well, I'm not going to pay for that. F that. He's like, okay, eight bucks. And then the comedy happened. The comedy happened. The <laughs> The valuation of Twitter, it sort of reminds me of the, the game on uh, on Price is Right, Time is Money, where it just dwindles down. 44 billion, 43 billion, 42 billion. Now it's down to 8 billion. It's going down the drain. Get the price right. Come on. <laughs> Hit the button while it's worth $500 million. Get out with a 98% loss. I'll tell you right now, somebody in California has two billion dollars if they can hold out just a little bit longer they can buy all of twitter maybe have enough for a dinner afterwards who knows what would uh would that person actually be willing to uh I'm, I'm sorry not that person would elon actually be willing to sell twitter at that point for a 43 billion dollar loss it's like elon bought twitter as an ego trap all the Nazis thought, oh, this is going to be so great. To quote Luke Skywalker in The Last Jedi, this is not going to end how you think. Well, like we said earlier, you won't believe what happens. <laughs> yeah, you won't believe what happens. You won't <laughs> believe what happens. And that sort of uh, takes uh, me back to uh, what I mentioned right uh, as Chico got on, maybe a little bit before about Odell Beckham. He decided to get paid in crypto for his last season with the Browns and the Rams. Yeah, he did win a Super Bowl, but the problem is whatever he was paid in crypto, it's apparently worth about $200,000 now. The league minimum is what? Like 750000 500000 yeah. So he's actually making less than minimum for an NFL player. That's hilarious. Oh, that's, but, that's unbelievable. Oh, yeah, but another thing is the uh, bottom has fallen out on crypto. Yeah, PTX filed for bankruptcy this morning. When you file for Chapter 11, it's only 
a matter of time before you reach the finish line that no one wants to cross. You know, when we look back at the Super Bowl earlier this year, how there were crypto ads all over the place, we're going to laugh at that like the uh, 2000 Super Bowl of all the dot-com ads. Yep. Essentially, you're right. And really, I've said it before, I spend a lot of money because I hate money. But for God's sakes, why would any human being invest in this to begin with? Why? That makes no lick of sense. No lick of sense. It's not real money. It's it's like fun bucks. It's like Disney dollars. It's like... Well, but not it's even it's not like that because crypto is not something you can hold. No, at least Disney fun money you can hold. I'm not putting my money in some technological dream. I mean, and and also I just saw something. Oh gosh, this must have been within the last three months uh, regarding how much electricity is used in like uh, these big uh, crypto farms in Washington State. That they're literally taking up like 20 to 50% of the energy, the electricity in the city. And and it, it is um, the primarily hydroelectric power, but it eats up that much energy. For what? Seriously? I'd rather, and, and I've, I've said this to dad. Dad's been like, well, you know, invest in stocks. And I'm like, I don't know anything about the stock market. What I know about is I know about sports cards and that's where I'd rather put the money in nowadays, even though that bubble, I think is ready to, to pop a little bit, but, um, but at least baseball cards I can hold, I can go to, to the show that I'm planning on going to tomorrow and, and maybe swap for some other cards that I want or, but no crypto. Gosh. And actually, if you didn't see or, or listen rather, the 500th episode of Omnibus was about the Bitcoin pizza. Yes. Boy, that really didn't age well. Not just uh, when the pizza was bought back in 2010 or whatever, but also now because the the, the Bitcoin is probably worth about as much as the pizza was. Yeah, $10 or a $5 hot and ready or whatever. You can buy a $5 hot and ready from the Little Caesars. And it's still going to last longer than most crypto, probably. Probably, yes. Yeah, at this rate. <laughs> this has been the best. The best. Seeing the bottom drop out on this market has just made me die along with Twitter. And I will say about Twitter, everyone, and I mean nobody, said in 2017 when I got a Mastodon account that I was crazy. Well, who's laughing now, baby? Who's laughing now? I know some people have moved over to that Mastodon, yeah. Yeah. Meanwhile, mm-hmm. uh, I'm looking through our our socials on... Somebody mentioned us in their Insta stories. User at Mr. Jackbox 2. Okay, so they, they captioned a still of the chase... I want to say it was a recent episode. Maybe it was a thing on TV Think They Know. And the thing is, the there was four uh, four names, the four names of the Chase contestants were 
Carmen, Eileen, Danny, and Roy. Okay. I'm trying to think. So, I, so Roy, Roy is wings. I'm, I'm going to assume that's what the yeah. reference is to. Yeah. Eileen is obviously Eileen Brennan. Um, were the other two names, Carmen and... The order of the names is important. Carmen, Eileen, Danny, Roy. Was Danny a reference to Danny Tanner? Mm. They act, uh, the, the the chaser at the time, uh, Sean Wallace, he actually makes mention of it. Carmen, Eileen, come on, Eileen. Oh. And Danny Roy, you ever heard of a London Derriere? Oh, Danny Roy. Oh, cut. That... In retrospect, that was rather dumb of them, but. Wait, 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 was this actually acknowledged on the show that they... This was acknowledged on the show. Okay, so some casting person purposely did that, okay. Some casting person has a sense of humor. Not a particularly good one, but a sense of humor nonetheless. Well, I mean, it's been done in the past. Maybe not that, um... What's the word? Stupidly? I shouldn't say stupidly, but not as as obvious as that. Because, and I think I've mentioned this. Uh, this is 2004, 2005-ish. This is when PAX was a thing. Okay, we, you, yeah, we all know PAX. Penny Arcade uh, Expo. It used to be Ion. Yeah, it's, oh! it's, it's just, yeah. The network. Yeah, you know. Oh, the other PAX. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The TV show. You know, we're talking about a TV podcast here. But, um, so back about 2004, 2005, and this was done brilliantly, I think. They had uh, one of the celebrities on that week was Regan Burns, and they had a game where the two contestants, one was named Regan and the other was named Burns. Now that's clever. Was that what was that? Balderdash. Balder. Oh, I didn't even say it. Yeah, that's Balderdash. Yes. Yeah, with Elaine Boozler. I, I think you guys were just all sort of shocked. Wait, we're talking about packs. Pax is still a thing? Yeah, Pax there's like Hawaii 5 reruns, the, the remake. Like when they know their criminal minds reruns. And they're owned by scripts now, you see. Oh, I didn't realize Iron is now owned by scripts. Yeah. Every time a criminal minds reruns on Iron and uh freaking uh what's his face? The from the guy who turned out to be a jerk from Criminal Minds who was on Dormer and Greg. What's his face? Uh Thomas Gibson. Yeah, Thomas Gibson, that guy. I boo every time I see him on the screen. Yeah, man. And he's the only person on that cast that I can't stand. Joe Mantegna, awesome. Adam Rodriguez, awesome. Kristen Vangness, goddess on Earth. Mandy Patinkin, awesome. Shamor Moore. Matthew Gray Googler, my spirit animal. Shamor Moore, awesome. Now, Shamar Moore, just... my doppelganger. Hold on, let me. I just want to ask you a question: Is Ion still on where you live? Okay, I, I was going to ask that because uh, going back to the uh, scripts reference, uh, the uh, ABC affiliate here, uh, WEWS, has been well has been owned by scripts since the time they started, which would have been like in the late forties. I thought just maybe by coincidence. 
you know, maybe Ion Zaring here as sort of a thank you gesture to because we have the Scripps uh, owned station that's been here for hey, you want to know seventy five years. Mike, I don't think you know this, but the call letters for that station. EW Scripps. Yeah, I know that. EW Scripps. No, no. Well, for the longest time, I thought it it was like news, but you have to have the W for the, you know, east of the Mississippi. So I thought W News, but W-E-W-S. No, it's W-E-W Scripps. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm smarter than the average bear. Okay, Yogi. I want to mention that here in New York, PAX slash ION is on channel 31 here, which for some reason on Optimum is channel 3? Well, did I... they have to put all of the uh, local stations on the 2 through 13 slots on cable? I don't, I guess, not, maybe. Not here. Well, w, well, WLNY channel 55 here is on channel 10 on Optimum. Oh. It may be either a regional thing or maybe by company because for UVerse, uh, the, the local channels are basically their channel designations. So then, PAX, so not PAX, but so ION would be on 23 here because that was the old uh, WAKR down in, uh, in in Akron. But everything else, outside of uh, 55, 50, uh, WBNX 55 is actually channel 7. But KYC... WKYC is channel three, WWS is channel five, WJW is channel eight, WIO is 19, WVIZ is 25, uh, 43 is uh, is uh, WUAB. 55 is the only difference for whatever reason. Yeah. I, 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 and, and, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I totally forgot. We have a Univision affiliate here. We've only had one for like 22 years. Uh, that is on 61, but on UVerse, it's actually 11. For whatever reason. You want to talk about weird? Okay. WRAL, one of the top NBC affiliates in the country, is a, has been on TV5 since the dawn of time. On my lineup, it is on three. It has been known as the big five for ages. It's on three. But ABC 11, that's on 11. Wow. Wow. That is something else. So, in the last 15 minutes, we've gone from Twitter to crypto to legacy television stations to Criminal Minds reruns. I think we got to talk about the deaths today. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm sure we're going to have some sort of an acknowledgement in the first show, uh, at least for Gallagher. Um, I'm not as big of a, a Batman fan, so I don't know the impact or anything like that, that uh, uh, I think it was Mr. Conroy, Kevin Conroy was his yes. name. Conroy. Yeah, I, I don't know his legacy, what he's done. So I'm going to defer that to you guys because I well, think you guys are closer to that age that probably watched Batman cartoons or what have you. Yeah, he was, the, he, he was the voice of Batman in the uh, Fox Kids animated series. Okay, yeah. so this is the one where Mark Hamill was the Joker. Yes. Yes. Okay, well, yeah, I... Like, that that's I was probably about 18, 19 when that was on, so I was already college. And he year. and he reprised the role in the uh, Batman Arkham trilogy, the video games. Yeah, yeah, okay. It's like a career-making role with him and Mark Hamill and Tara Strong and Ephraim Zimbalist Jr. I think his career was made like seventeen times in his lifetime. Yeah, he played the um, Alfred in the animated. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I believe the Batman animated series, if I'm not mistaken, is now on Blu-ray through our Warner Archive, so... Correct. And I think it might be streaming on HBO Max. I will check right now. I know the um, animated movie, which we actually talked about in Fish, based from the cartoon Max of the Phantasm, because Abe Vigoda had a voice in that, is on Max, I believe. I am looking on Max right now. Man, Warner Brothers Discovery is probably so happy with this Twitter nonsense. Like, well, we're no longer the company that's the worst of the year. We're no longer the laughing stock of the tech world. Hooray. Oh, there it is. Batman the Animated Series on HBO Max. First three seasons. Cool. And of course, as I mentioned, Mask of the Phantasm is on uh, Max, which we should probably do that as a live show. Mask of the Phantasm. I have to find it first. Because there's like there's like 50 billion Batman movies. Oh, there it is. Yeah, because they have all the um the DC animated movies that go straight to Blu-ray. Yeah. That are on Max. And they also have Batman the Audio Adventures. Ooh! Batman the Audio Adventures. So you can feel like you're in a 1930s... Uh, or you can, or you could just... Or... Or you could just put it on your phone, right? Listen to it as like a podcast while you're driving to wherever. The real old timey radio, old timey radio, old timey radio. Yeah, I, I'm just Chico says that that gave me an idea, and we're not going to do anything like this on this podcast. But I think a podcast that sort of goes back to old timey radio. Might be something interesting. I mean, we haven't had old timey radio like Chico's talking about in probably close to about 70, 65 years. Something like uh, some sort of serial or, yeah, just, just some sort of programming like that back in the day where you sort of have to use theater of the mind. And I, I think that would be kind of clever. Well, Big Finish, of course, does that with um, the Doctor Who audio dramas. And I believe that. Um... I think Netflix released like a Stranger Things like um, kind of audio drama podcast. Something like that, yeah. With Maya Hawk as Robin in it. Oh, yeah. Speaking of podcasts, oh, we didn't even get to Gallagher. We'll, we'll, you know, oh, we'll, yeah. But we'll, we'll, but we'll talk about him in a second. But get, keep on, on track with the podcasts. This week it was announced that uh, Omnibus, Ken Jennings' podcast with John Roderick, is going to be going down to one episode a week. I imagine Ken's going to be busy doing other things. Well, yeah, that's the reason. He said that, yeah, because his schedule has gotten so busy because he's doing Jeopardy now, he's got to scale it back to uh, to one episode a week. So I'm guessing maybe they go in studio twice a month to do episodes, including like their addenda episode for the, the Patreon yeah. subscribers. But I think the best comment you said was, they said, who does two episodes a week? They mentioned that on that episode on yeah. Tuesday. They said, what podcast does tell two them. episodes a week? And I'm sort of like, oh, oh, I'm not going to tell. I'm not going to tell. Thing. I don't want to shatter the fantasy. I'm not going to tell. 
Pick me, Mr. Jennings, pick me. I've got the answer. <laughs> but also at the same time, I did want to actually like post it on the, the uh, omnibus group. You know, what podcast does more than one episode a week? Right here, baby. Yeah, we do more than one episode a week. But then they'd probably ban me because you can't promote other podcasts here. Yeah, okay, but we do more than one episode a week. Thump our chests, yeah. Oh, and also don't mind, my voice has like been really crappy since uh, like uh, Sunday. So I, I have my, my trusty uh, tankard of water with yeah. me. I'm going to get my take out of water. Give me a second, please. But yeah, I, I just wanted to, and I know this episode is not going to be released this this uh, before the show uh, episode is going to be released until probably, uh, I'm going to guess, uh, after uh, these two episodes tonight are going to be released. But just an explanation for when people hear this. Why does Mike sound so gravelly? It's because he got really sick uh saturday uh last saturday so we're talking um what would that have been that would have been the fifth a actually took a covid test on uh and a flu test on monday and got a lot better after i took my flu test uh and, and covid test for whatever reason both were negative so uh went back to, to work uh the next day and just had been very raspy sounding for the uh, uh the majority of the week it is not a tankard of water it is a tankard of watered-down raspberry lemonade. That you are holding right now. That I'm holding it, right it, now. Is that like Simply Lemonade? It's the Food Lion brand. Okay, all right. Oh, okay. I, I did not know what, uh, they made generics of that, but also at the same time, we have like no national franchises that would do generic of that type of stuff. No Food Lion here. Not even Kroger at this point. We've got Giant Eagle, and that's it. And Giant Eagle isn't even all that good because it's so expensive. We used to have expensive. a Kroger. Well, Kroger, well, well, Kroger, I think, is, is uh, expanding because didn't they just make some big purchase of an, another franchise or another chain? Something like that. Um, well, didn't they already have, like, Albertsons and, and Ralph's in their uh, portfolio? Because I thought I read they were going to be expanding. And we but did yeah. have Kroger. We, we did have Kroger here. Problem is, the last time I had been in a Kroger uh, in this area was probably like 1985. Here in uh, Long Island, we got like King Cohen, we got uh, Shoprite, Stop and Shop, Lytle, and I think we should be getting a Wegman soon. We're supposed to be getting a Wegman soon too. All right. Anyway, here's the list of everything that's under the Kroger banner. Baker's, City Market, Dylan's, Food for Less, Foods Co., Fred Meyer, Fry's Marketplace, Gerbs, Harris Teeter, which there are two in Fayetteville, JC, King Supers, Kroger, obviously, Mariano's, Metro Market, Payless, Pick and Save, QFC, Ralph's, Ruler Foods, and Smith's which uh, Mike and I once walked to from a condo in Las Vegas. Smith's? Yes, Smith's. I walked with you to Smith's? Well, it was either you or Joe. It was Joe, because I've never heard of Smith's. 
I, I've been in like an Albertsons and a Ralph's before. Uh, <laughs> this was actually uh, before um, it was like th uh, two months before Randy Amaja passed away. We went shopping uh, for, for groceries at a an Albertsons or a Ralph's. I think it was an Albertsons. And the my big takeaway, we go into the dairy department and they have gallons of milk there. And the price on the milk, I'm not even joking. And this is 2001. So this is 21 years ago before all this inflation. And gallons here cost like $3.20 or so or $3, not too bad. In 2001, a gallon of milk was like $6. I'm like, $6? And I, I literally did it really loud. And Ray's like, don't make a scene. It's like, $6 a gallon of milk. What? I, I just, Good just blown away. And I think that would be like $10. Good load. That's a lot of money. And it isn't even good milk. It's uh, they add vitamins to it. It's a special California oh, milk. No. Oh no! Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I like my milk just like straight from the teat and uh, and skim. So yeah, don't add any extra vitamins or minerals, and it shouldn't really be sort of like an off yellow in color, which is what the color of the milk was. It's like no, that's that's not milk. That's like like not ready eggnog. No, I don't want that. But yeah, getting back to Gallagher, <laughs> we go from gas prices to, I'm sorry, gas prices. Well, we, that we, sounds we, like the kind of joke that Gallagher would actually make when he's not, you know, smashing watermelons. Oh, but I just actually referred to Gallagher on a Facebook uh, group. Oh, this is probably about two weeks ago because uh, somebody kind of impromptu sort of did one of his bits saying, well, why is the word tomb t-o-m-b how's why it's pronounced tomb but b-o-m-b it's not pronounced boom it's bomb and i linked uh to one of gallagher's appearances on carson doing exactly that bit and that's one of the things i remember from uh the childhood i mean everybody remembers him smashing the watermelons but his wordplay you know t-o-m-b tomb b-o-m-b boom no, B-U-M-B, bomb. And just continue to do that with connecting words that sounded alike but are spelled totally different uh, than you'd expect. And the thing about it is that he used the entire stage and he's just, you know, acting it all out. He's telling the jokes with his entire body, it seems like, you know? Well, I, in one aspect, he was Carrot Top before Carrot Top. With all the props and whatnot. So yeah, I mean, he had all these props strewn out on stage or on a, a giant um, a chest of some sort, a, a wheeled uh, cart. Yeah, he used the entire stage. And that's not even talking about the, the splatter range of uh, the Sledgematic. Oh, yeah. Always wanted to go see him. I, I know he's passe, and also I know he's made some, uh, let's say, politically incorrect comments in the past uh, number of years. But I always wanted to go see him. And actually, my parents did go see him probably sometime in the, the mid to late 80s. And I, th they had to bring a poncho. I remember that. They, they brought a tarp or a poncho, so they were definitely in splatter range. I don't know if they got splattered, though. I don't think they did. Well, that's a shame. Yeah. 
Well, that's why you go to a Gallagher uh, concert or a Gallagher set. You want to get splattered. And again, I will say this right now. For the 50th time, if they had let Gallagher smash the watermelon in that Friday episode of the Match Game Out Squares Hour, everyone would have went nuts. Everyone would have gone crazy. And everybody would have had a smile on their face. It would have been epic. Oh, you know, like Richard Deacon would have been like, I don't need no pan- a poncho or, or, or tarp to cover me. I'm not afraid of this guy. And he, he'd end up with covered all in watermelon. Or Ken Osmond. <laughs> Ken Osmond, <laughs> as I said, should have assisted Calgary with the watermelon. Ken, bring this watermelon up. No, Berber Billingsley. <laughs> hey, Babs, bring the watermelon. I got the sledgehammer ready. Lumpy, get the sledgehammer. We got to smash this watermelon. This one's for you, Gene. <laughs> and you know how he'd react to the, the splatter. What would he do? It's gorgeous. <laughs> no, no, he'd say. I, I can't actually do that since my voice is like really... Like, like, uh, my voice is not that good. You're gorgeous. Or say, right. <laughs> like, whenever you can tell Gene's annoyed by something on the show, he'll say, right. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, and uh, another thing now that we're, since we're talking about buzzer and stuff, and I told this to you guys, uh, starting uh, at 8.30 this past Tuesday, they started airing Gary Kroger's Newlywed Game. Yes. And I find it very entertaining. It, it's one of those cases, and I've, I've talked to a couple of people uh, about this. It's it's one of those cases where if it was any other name besides the Newlywed Game, it would be perfectly acceptable. But as is, it's not the Newlywed Game that you know and love. Sort of like the Joker's Wild. Yes, the Joker's Wild had a spinning machine. But, you know, Jack Barry didn't say, oh, well, we got five, 15, and a Joker. Oh, you're playing for $60 for each of these answers. No, and he never said it's a game of definitions. No, no. No. But, you know, the, the Newlywood game, I'm finding a lot of fun in that. And uh, actually, believe it or not, I've replaced recording talk about and few on my uh my laptop hooked up to the uh, uh, HD uh, antenna. I'm recording Newlywood Game now because it, it's so much fun. It's it, it's just different. It hits different. It hits different. And, and actually, they did actually have a different name for it. Maybe I'm saying stuff that I shouldn't say, but I'll say it. So maybe uh, I shouldn't say this. I'm going to say it. I'm just not going to say who told me this, but... The Gary Kroger version of Newlywood Game actually originally had the title That's My Wife. And if you remember the show, the third round was called That's My Wife. They held up those paddles, the heart-shaped paddles. and uh, But the original name was That's My Wife. But then uh, I believe there was some sort of interference from Sony saying, hey, we already have the uh, the name The Newlywood Game in our control. You know, we don't need to go to Chuck Barris because we have the Chuck Barris properties. So let's call it the newlywed game. Could have been that's my wife. 
Well, right about that time, and we, we talked about this way, 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 way back when, there was That's My Dog. So we could have That's My Dog and That's My Wife. Well, and that's... really, if you think about it, depending on how your wife is, your wife could be a dog. <laughs> there, could be, there, there, there could be a bonus round. Okay, identify. Is this your wife or your dog? Well, it's both because my wife is a dog that cheating blankety blank blank blank. Hold on. Would that's my wife have the same crappy CDI-ish animation that that's my dog had? Oh, boy. <laughs> yes, wives in a talent show. Look, I'm balancing a, a plate on my nose. Oh, dear. But no, also, wait. I just wonder, does it go the other way around? That's my wife became the Newlywood game. Does that's my dog become the puppy game? The puppy game! <laughs> Maybe that's my wife. They should have had like a, a wife obstacle course. Yeah, put them in some sort of maze where they gotta crawl through holes and uh oh, uh oh, there's the temptation. Uh, I can't say this. There's the temptation of the pot roast. Get to the maze, honey. Get to the maze. Oh. Think of it as that would be a pretty good idea in some far off country. Just saying. It would be a good idea here, but that'd be hilarious. Okay, <laughs> you gotta get to the end of the maze, but uh oh, uh oh, uh oh. you gotta get through the maze, but oh, there's the temptation of oh, it's a Gucci purse with a thousand dollars in cash. But if you Ooh. take it, but if you take it, you get penalized fifteen seconds. Oh. Is it worth it, or you know, do, do you want to risk uh, getting out, uh, uh, winning the maze event? Woo! <laughs> Make it even worse. Maybe they have some sort of wife talent show, but <laughs> they just have like, I'm, I'm, I'm turning that's my wife uh, into that's my dog. This is horrible. Oh, that's, that's the thing. Just a little bit. <laughs> by the way, as we're airing this or taping this, rather. Buzzer right now is doing their salute to veterans for the week, and they're airing. Um... Oh shoot! I forgot to record. That. Yeah, I, I forgot to record the match games because I... yeah, yeah. somebody got it. It'll be on YouTube. I forgot too, but I record the seven thirty episode. Thankfully, but Ron oh. Lucas and Scorch are on this episode, and the hilarious thing is, Scorch was writing down the answer with his mouth because obviously. Because obviously. <laughs> oh, and uh, a couple weeks ago, I did put Scorch on the uh, the schedule for sometime in 2023. So. I saw. I saw. Yeah. But I will say, I would love for Buzzer to put Match Game 90 on the schedule regularly. It would oh, be absolutely. Great. Absolutely. I, I, I think would love a, that. A lot of people would love it. Yeah. You know what? Match Game 90 was not a bad version of the show. And Ron and Ross Ron Lucas. Let me think about Ron Lucas all of a sudden. And Ross Schaefer was not a bad host. No, he was not. It would have worked, except the thing of it is, it was on at noon. Yeah, that was the thing it killed it. It was on at noon, and I mean it didn't air here in Cleveland because we have had nude news for 40 years now so the only time i got to watch it was 
when I got very lucky with the rabbit ears, which is how old it is, if I got lucky with the rabbit ears and pulled it in from uh, from Akron, from again previously mentioned WAKR twenty three. But yeah, somebody put that on YouTube, and well, actually, <laughs> given our luck with technology this week, let's hope that. Elon Musk's next purchase isn't YouTube, or else that's going down the crapper. No, well, no, leave, don't kill YouTube, man. I think Google has enough money; they don't have to worry about Elon Musk. No, no, no you're you're right. You're you're absolutely right. At about the that. rate, at the rate Twitter's going, Google might even buy Twitter. Oh, I could probably buy Twitter. I could, uh, t- you know what? Soon. I could totally go for that. Yeah, I'll, I'll put. I'll, hey, guys, let's pull it. I'll put in ten bucks, Chico. You're probably good for about ten bucks, Greg. Ten bucks. I think we can get it for thirty bucks, and we can actually like you know turn it into. It was a thing on TV, posting.com or something like that. <laughs> it'll be like when we enter the boardroom. It'll be like the time when the angle in the WWF where Stone Cold bought half of the WWF's shareholder power, and he was in meetings. With the uh, boardroom, uh, it was like a basically hilarity ensues moment. All right, gentlemen, and I use that term somewhat loosely. The reason I call this meeting here today, our first meeting together, so maybe we get to know each other on a one-to-one basis here. What I hold in my hands is a new orientation manual, and I expect each and every one of you to memorize this thing front to back, back to front, whatever you got to do. You've got to understand what direction this company is now going. You take that, and if he can't read, you read it to him. Let's start. Let me move his office supplies out of the way so I can see you. Office Let's get to know each other. Let me ask a few questions. Find out what you do, what your damn names are. You sir, good. you do what, and you are who? I'm Dennis O'Rourke, senior vice president of marketing, research, and development. Really? Wow. Is that supposed to impress me? I hope so. Well, you're fired. <laughs> what? What do I do? You're fired from looking stupid. Now get your ass out the door. I said, get your ass out the door. I never did like that guy. He's been here. Well, look, someone sent your ass on the way out. Nobody ever knew what he did. Oh, got to be more smart asses here. Hey, blockhead. Yeah, you. Me? Yeah. What's your name? My name is Jason Vasquez. Well, what do you do? I'm a mailroom clerk here. Would you like a promotion? Hell yeah. Well, then come over here and sit your ass down. You got your promotion. Yes, sir. Thank you very much, sir. Right. Your job is this. If I snap my fingers, damn it, I want a beer and I want it now and I want it open. You got it. You All right. can't promote Does him. Does anybody have a problem with Jason's promotion? Yeah, I do. I said, has anybody got a problem with this promotion? No, no sir. sir. All right, let's continue the meeting. I'm getting really getting to know you guys. You, you do what? My name's Kevin Albanese. I'm the director of MIS. Hmm, you got some pudding hanging off your nose there. What does MIS mean? Mingling shit. Um, no, Stone Cold. I'm in charge of your computer department here at the World Wrestling Federation. Tell me more. He's a nerd. Uh, I take care of any... No, no, I don't want to hear more, because what I want to do right now is have a good old-fashioned beer-drinking contest, because I want to find out exactly where you guys stand. The rules are simple. I'm going to pass out this beer. Jason, pick up all that damn beer that you spilled earlier. Do you do that at your house? No, sir. Then you won't do that here if you want your job. Do yeah. you understand me? Yes, sir. Stop all right, I'm going to pass you some, some beer. You I want everybody idiot. to drink up. The rules are this. When I come back in this room, if you're still standing, you still got Jay, a job. What is he doing? If you're not standing, if you land on the ground, puking and and vomiting all over the place, that means your ass is fired. There has never been alcoholic you. beverage yeah, in this boardroom. Start drinking the damn beer. No slackers here. Here, you they drink every day at lunch. Three. There you go. Hot shot lawyer. Two out two hour lunch. There's another one for you. Drinking those damn uh, martinis and stuff. I snap my damn fingers. I better have one. 
Gentlemen, start drinking right now, and that's the bottom line because the new CEO says so. Maybe maybe they'll get this right. Well, Greg, I already have our perfect marketing strategy if we happen to buy YouTube or, or Twitter, rather. What? Or YouTube, but no, Twitter. If we actually were to buy it for $30. Tiny, tiny classified ads. <laughs> oh, that's what's coming this week. Tiny classified ads. You just buy these tiny ads on newspapers all over the world. He started out in his one-bedroom apartment, placing tongue-classified ads. Like, okay, step one, you buy the ads. Step two, step three, profit. Ooh, doing an underpants gnomes strategy there. Step one, tiny classified ads. Step two, Step three, profit. It's a shame that Dom LaPrey took his own life. It really is. Eh. But we'll talk more about that on Monday. But, oh, wait, hold on a second. The second episode we have. We haven't even talked anything about what we're talking about for the second episode. Yeah. Basically, um, Meryl Heater and Bob Quick. No, mostly Meryl Heater. Yeah, because Bob, to... Bob Quigley was gone by this point. Yeah, he was he was he's long since dead. But Meryl Heater decided to copy himself twice on well, two different really, networks. Three times, if you think about it, and actually, you can make a case four times. Four times. Well, can can, can I spoil it, or uh, is that giving away too much to the listeners? Well, we can spoil it. Who cares? Okay. Well. You're, you're talking Battle Stars and you're talking All Star Blitz. Did we forget the all new Battle Stars? That's technically uh, three. Yeah. And then four. And then fourth, there was a pilot done in 1992, which was very All Star Blitzy, uh, but it had six celebrities instead of four, and um, it didn't have any sort of spinning wheel or you, you know you need to connect the corners. Uh, I don't remember the name of it. I know uh, uh, Ed O'Neill was a celebrity on uh, on the pilot for that. It, it was like, oh gosh, I don't want to say it's not Celebrity Squares. It was something in that vein. I can't think of it. It's not coming to me. I, 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 I'm on the case. I, I'm on the case. Um, let's see here. Hollywood teasers. Hollywood teasers. I'm looking it up right now. And it is 1993. This pilot, listen to these names. This is These are some pretty darn big names. Ed O'Neill, Pam Anderson, Don Rickles, Mayim Bialik, Mark Curry, Rita Rudner. Wow. Those were your celebrities. That's a pretty stacked lineup. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, that would be, uh, what? You got a guy from Married with Children, Pamela Anderson, who at this point would probably be on, no, you know, she would have been on Baywatch. She would have left Home Improvement to do Baywatch full-time. Right. Don Rickles, obviously. Legend. Mayim Bialik was on Blossom. Mark she, was on- wait, wait, wait. She wasn't just on Blossom. She is she Blossom. She was Blossom. Hold on. Since we mentioned Blossom, I gotta say it. Whoa. Whoa. There do you it. go. Nice. Mark Curry, who was on Hanging with Mr. Cooper. Rita Rudner, Legend. And the host was Rob Weller. 
I thought you were gonna say Rita Rudner wasn't doing anything. <laughs> Rita Rudner is a treasure, good sir. No, I I didn't say that. I said Rita Rudner was doing nothing. I didn't say she wasn't a treasure. She's absolutely a treasure. She's a legend. She's great. I do want to see what she was doing at this point. Probably some sort of like HBO stand-up special. She was doing HBO stand-up specials all over the place in the 90s. Yeah, her yep. first TV credit, at least according to Wikipedia, was until 1994. Wow! And, really? and you Wait, wait, and you wouldn't even believe what show it was on. You think it would be a comedy? Uh-uh. Tales from the Crypt. <laughs> wow. And actually taking a look at her TV shows, oh my gosh. There's some really bad ones on here. Tales from the Crypt. She was on. Uh, she did a voice on uh, one episode of Doctor Cat's uh, Professional Therapist. But then uh, something so right. The the nanny. I mean, I'll give her credit. The nanny's not a bad show. VIP. She was she was on VIP with Pam Anderson. Oh my god. As told by Ginger, uh, RuPaul's Drag Race. Oh, RuPaul's Drag Race. Everyone but, is on. But everybody Melissa loves Joey. RuPaul's Drag Race. Yeah. Melissa and Joey. Uh, yeah, not a lot of TV shows. But yeah, uh, actually, even the... Um, she didn't do any comedy specials for a good four to five years because uh, it says here in 1990 she did one for HBO, then 1995. So... Seriously, what was she doing in 1993? She was probably touring. Yeah, probably. That's a, that's, that's a good point. And, and she would have been a draw at that point, so she was probably uh, filling up the uh, theaters pretty well. Maybe she had a residency in Vegas at this point. Who knows? Yeah, it doesn't say much of anything. Yeah. Uh... But but still, uh, definitely a, a known entity, definitely one of the best comedians of the 80s and early 90s. Well, I got to pivot because I got to mention the last couple of days. It's been so hilarious. But I got to say, what's been some great background noise for me because I have the Amazon Fire 4K TV in my room. So I've been for the last couple of days, using it to just exclusively stream episodes from the Price is Right channel on Pluto. And hold on. Mike, do you want to explain this one showcase you saw last night? Well, well okay. I'm going to just... Uh, uh, just being completely open here, I did not see this showcase. Oh, okay. I saw I, I, I saw this on Twitter. and Not on Twitter. I saw this on Facebook. A, a, a uh, person I'm friends with posted uh, video grabs of the showcase where apparently Chatty Olson was in a Boy George lookalike contest and won. <laughs> Can you imagine in 1985? Johnny Olsen dressing up like Boy George and winning a lookalike competition. And this this would have been like three months before Johnny passed. He decided to go out on a high note. I'm not going to do better than Boy George. Take me now. 
Karma, 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 come in. I know what's in that showcase. I mean, obviously, there's got to be a jukebox of some sort, uh, maybe like a trip to London or something. But I, I really don't want to know what else is in that showcase. I'm sure it's on YouTube somewhere. That's all somebody can... has to have it on YouTube. It's only a day old, but you know the fan base out there. Hold on, I'm on the case. <laughs> I'm on the case. All right, let's see. Oh, by the way, what Mike yes, is... Oh, wait, wait, wait. Oh, wait, wait. wait. What? On. What? But, but wait, it, it, it wasn't recorded yesterday. This looks like it was an original airing from April 29th of 1985. Okay, I gotta see this. And, 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 when they, and one of the prizes in the showcase was a trip to London. Oh, I, I'm gonna just like this is oh my god! I, I'm gonna just skim through. Okay, uh, not a jukebox, but a stereo is the first prize. A Hitachi stereo. Uh, I don't. Let me see. Let me listen. And see if there's a CD player involved because that would be about the time the CD became kind of oh, uh, standard. That, yeah, because we talked about that in the CD introduction episode. It came out in the uh, ED two. What date did you say it was? It's April 29th. Uh, actually, if you look. Price is Right Boy George Lookalike Contest. Okay. It's me... right there. All right. Price is Right. And... Yeah, put in Price is Right Boy George. Boy the George. first link. You'll find it. Uh, and also... Oh, <laughs> my prizes. God. Oh, it looks more like Rita Rutner. Oh, God. I got to... Hold on. Time out. Time out. I got to play this for everybody. So... Oh, my Lord. Oh, my God. I never thought we'd be talking about this, but this is the beauty of before the show, ladies and gentlemen. Case is filled with prizes revealed as we tell you about the time that Johnny Olson won a Boy George lookalike contest. <laughs> now, ordinarily, our John is a quiet, humble kind of guy, but after he won that contest, he decided that he didn't go back to being Johnny Olson. <laughs> Looks more like Rita Rutner, but whatever. You gotta give Johnny credit. Whatever they told him to do, he did it without hesitation. Dresses Boy George? Sure, why not? Dresses a Swami? Okay. Sure. This is, this is amazing. Oh my gosh. I'd be dressed up hey. as Superman. That's fine. And hey, remember, Johnny Olson is a professional. A professional. Especially loved the way he sounded when he sang along with his collection of Boy George albums played on a new stereo system. Woo! 
I remember having one of those. Play Horizons from KTEL on it. Well, I thought when you said Horizons, it was a soundtrack to the Horizons ride at Disneyland. No. Unfortunately, I did not have that record. It's a miracle and black money, just to name a few. Well, then John decided that to really be like Boy George, he'd have to leave Hollywood <laughs> and move everything he owned to London. Ooh, London. We fly you and your companion round trip air coach from Los Angeles <laughs> to London as guests of American Express vacation tours. You'll enjoy the comfort of We know, Dad. Big Ben. Parliament. Breakfast and a city tour. The London Express Tour from American Express. Did I just see the Sex Pistols? Fortunately, our models realized that what John really needed was a long vacation. So oh, they would have been a straight jacket. In a new van. Oh! Yo, the, yo, yo, man, the model's about to straight jacket Johnny Olsen, throw him in the back of a van, like, this is some, something out of Tales from the Hood or some junk. Yeah, and in uh, Holly, they were like, Johnny, what has gotten into you? We got to put you in this van. Get in the van. Get in the van. Get in the van, Johnny. Okay, that van is like peak early 80s. That striping and the, that those colors, peak early to mid 80s. Yeah, you can tell that somebody who is up to no good owns that van. Wait, Chico, you mean sort of like the girls who are trying to abduct Johnny Holson dressed as Boy George and throw him in a van? No, that everybody who has that van is just perfectly innocent. It's a bad man. No, this is no good. It's a bad man. It's a bad man. No, no wait. So, hold on. I should clarify. My grandfather had a van like that. It was oh, all blue, okay. but still he had a van very much like that. I think oh, it was I even know. a Ford. I think this is a Ford too. So, so not everybody who's a bad person had a van like that. But just some sketchy people would probably own that van. Yeah. Just do not get Janice in front of the wheel. And there's the headline. Look alike on this can be yours if the price is right. Oh, God. And for a bonus, we had two seconds of Jeff Edwards hosting Let's Make a Deal. They just don't make showcases like that anymore. No. Nope. And they never will, sadly. No. I think those ended the moment Bob Barker became executive producer, if I'm honest. Well, I think it's just, uh, unfortunately, uh, the ad time has become longer and you got to sacrifice something. Yeah. Well, I don't know. You could do something really creative with the time you have if you're willing to put the work in. If you're willing to yeah, make some cuts and whatnot. Yeah, it, it can be done, but it's just not something you'll see nowadays. And by the way, if you're a fan of that sort of thing, I think you're really going to enjoy the uh, the logo for the Before the Show episodes. Yeah, definitely. 
Oh my God, this is going to be one hell of a listen uh, to work on Monday or whenever it's going to be released. Probably on Sunday, probably. I don't know yet. But I, I think oh uh, Chico, gosh. we're also going to be doing a live show in Streamland, I think, this week. Yeah, tomorrow night we're doing a Star Trek 4. four. That's right. Home. That's right, because we're going to finally hear about John Chuck talking about how outrageous those Starfleet regulations are. Starfleet regulations, that's outrageous! And also, we gotta be finding some humpback whales. Not humpback people. To save, to save the future. Yeah, not humpback people, according to Scotty. Humpback whales. Save the future. That's right. And also, like, don't walk into incoming traffic in San Francisco, or else you're gonna be called a double dumbass. You know what? That explains what Elon Musk is right now. A double dumbass. Hey, you buy social media as an ego trip, you deserve to be broke. That's right. But you'll find out more about deserving to be broke on Monday. Right here on It Was a Thing on TV. Thanks for listening to this special episode. And we'll see you with those two episodes later this week. Wow! Where are the The queer guys came by and had an eye for me. Pink hearts, yellow moons, green clovers, orange stars, that leprechaun's on acid. He's crazy. He's crazy. He's crazy like me. Are you ready to smash some fruit? You want to smash some fruit? Yeah! <laughs> the black calendar doesn't go out like no punk with a mallet. <laughs> <laughs>